I want to welcome everybody inside, outside, and online. Join us today. Uh, God's in the house. God's ministering to us. Uh, do you guys realize God's got you on his mind? And we don't really think of it that way a lot of times. But, but God's got a heart for you. And God loves you so much that he came after us. And sometimes we forget that. But, but God came after us through his son, Jesus, because he loved us as individuals. And so that means that he came after you too, and he wants to minister into your life and your situation. And the song we sang, It Is Well, uh, I was going through a real tough time a few years ago, and that song that they sang in that, uh, the way it was sang, I held on to that song because with Christ, it's going to be okay. And we need to center in on him and, and because, man, he's looking out for us. And, and he's looking out for my brother Todd. He shared a testimony. Uh, man, he's looking out for our sister Lauren that had her baby. He's looking out for this old guy. Uh, yesterday, he was working at Golden City and my back just went out. I was literally crawling when I got home to go to the restroom or to do anything. And to the point where I was about to give Joel and Jim a call and say, you're up tomorrow. But, but I know that that's not what the Lord wanted because he gave me a word for today. And so I just went to bed and just trusting him that it'll be well. And, and I woke up this morning and, and I tell you, I, I'm a little sore, but, but, but healed in Jesus' name. Uh, God's with us. And so, Father, you've heard our hearts during worship today. And, Father, I know that most of the things I've brought up were lifted to you by individuals today because you are God and you are in control and, and you sustain us, you keep us. Father, you're everything to us. And so, Father, we just ask that you enter in to all these situations, all of life that's going on across this body that you continue to enter in and continue to minister to our needs, Lord, according to your riches and glory, meaning not my way, Lord, but your way in my life, minister that into us. But Father, today we do give you full control. And, and Father, we do ask that you minister through this service today. And, and Father, that we would walk out here knowing you a little bit better than we came in. And so, Lord, we know your Holy Spirit is here to teach us all things and to remind us of all things and to minister to us. And so, Lord, we open our minds and our hearts for you to just move upon us today. And Father, we just leave everything else at the door and all the cares of the world and just, again, allow you to touch our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of the sermon today was uh, Multiply, 2024, and, and I've been thinking about it and trying to decide, you know, what to talk on, and really I didn't know where I was going a couple days ago, and the Lord just started ministering into me the last few days, and, and but multiply, what's that mean to multiply? It, it means to multiply God in our lives. 
in our personal lives, in, in, in our church lives, to, to multiply God in everything that we do. And so in 2024, that's our, I want to be our heart that we are multiplying. And, and, and part of this, Jeremy, is your wife's fault because, uh, you know, she, she speaks her mind. And the other day, I made a comment about division. She said, not division, multiply. And, and, and anyway, there's just been confirmation all week that we need to be a people about multiplying the things of God and God in our lives and then through our church body in 2024. And anyway, for some reason, I got out a calendar and was kind of looking at it and, and studied on a calendar and found out that, that our calendars are based on um, the old Roman calendar. And it's been tweaked a lot since then, but... In the beginning of these calendars, January was considered a dead month. Uh, January, to be honest with you, didn't have a name in the beginning. Really, January and February, when they really first created the calendar, they didn't have names for them because they were considered dead months. So basically, the calendars were made up of March through December and were named. Well, later on, they did go ahead and name January after some pagan god. And, and anyway, January, what it means is a time to reflect on what happened last year and a time to look forward to what's going on this year. And so again, they didn't have the heat like we have and, and they didn't have all the luxuries we have. So during the dead months... They were trying to survive and thinking about what was going on before and behind and how they need to tweak it to make it better in the future. Another idea of that is, is that, that a lot of them back then, they took off in January and February because of the weather so they could go back in March to make war from March to December. Think about that. And so then they went ahead and on February, it was still considered a dead month, but, but they made it a time of cleansing and preparation to, again, to go back in and make war. So keep in mind that, that again, they didn't have the luxuries like this Saturday is supposed to be 17. Back in that day, that was life-threatening to them, and they were huddled up in a room. And so it was considered a dead month. But during those times, they had a lot of time to reflect and I, I really got convicted of that because most of you have probably already set your New Year resolutions without even really taking any time to reflect on what God wants to do in your life. He really hadn't taken time to even reflect what, what God wants to do in Oakton. We just grab a couple things that sound good and, and we just move forward with them things instead of taking the time to reflect. And so part of me kind of envied these old boys, you know, that would have been miserable. I've been to Africa and I don't like being there in the hottest times. But, but when you have nothing to depend on about God, except God, that gives you time to reflect and to think. So just think if we had two months to shut everything down and only worry about surviving and reflecting and planning, how it would change our lives. And so in saying that, I know we're busy, but I also know there's a lot of hurting people in this room. 
I know that a lot of us in this room are maybe struggling with things and, and a lot of us got a hold of the, the world right now and, and God's got it going good in our lives. But, but sometimes we just need a time to get alone with God and see what he wants to do in our lives. And so what I'm going to do this month is, is make you that challenge in your personal life. But, but I want to challenge you in your church life here at Oakton. How can we multiply God in our lives and take the month of January to think about, you know, how can I get closer to God as an individual and how can Oakton as a church get closer to God as a church? How can we multiply? And so this week we're going to be focusing on that, but I wanted to start from Genesis uh, chapter one. And again, that's in the beginning, but, but God called his creation to multiply from the get-go, to focus on him and to multiply his kingdom, his creation. And I'm going to just read Genesis 1-1 and then Genesis 1-28. Pretty simple today. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then he talks about that creation and all the things that he created. Clear through to Genesis 1-28. And then he, this is what God did in 128. And God blessed them, Adam and Eve. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And so we see, you know, there's... Some things in here I want to pick up on is the first thing, God has blessed us. And he blessed Adam and Eve to begin with. And then he gave them that authority to multiply, to subdue, and to have dominion over his creation. And there's no reason for Adam and Eve to walk in defeat because God blessed them from the get-go. God's hand was upon everything from the get-go. And so I want to run through these things. God blessed Adam and Eve with life by giving them the authority necessary to fulfill their life. Meaning happy, blessed. God called them to be caregivers and to multiply this great creation Multiply means to become a greater in the number, and it means to spread, to uh, propagate, but to grow the things that God has given us. And so we think of physically, we always hear that, that, that we're supposed to have children, but, but also believe we're supposed to have spiritual children, meaning that we're growing physically and spiritually, we're multiplying in the things of God. And then God called them to subdue the earth. Subdue means pointing it, putting it under your power, your authority to take possession of it and make it yours. And we see this, this pattern all throughout the Bible, and we're going to get into it that Adam and Eve didn't do it, and, and most people didn't do it. The, the Israel, when they went out of Egypt, they didn't subdue, they didn't take possession of the land. But, but they had that authority. 
And then God gave him dominion to rule over his creation. Again, dominion means rule over your life in Jesus' name, of course. And it has sovereign power. He, God, has sovereign power over his creation. And he has delegated that authority to us, to mankind, to have dominion over this earth. We see in the scriptures, you know, and we can, you know, get into, you know, the next chapters and how Adam and Eve, you know, they didn't do this. They didn't take authority over God's creation. His blessing that was upon them, the authority to be caregivers, to multiplication, to subdue dominion. They, they didn't take possession of that. They didn't take possession of the blessing that God gave them in their life. And we see that Adam and Eve allowed sin and, and, and sickness and actually Satan into God's creation, into their lives. And we see that their lives just spun out of control because of that. So God's plan and, and was destroyed, if you would, or not destroyed, but attacked by the enemy. And God wasn't pleased with that. You know, here you give Adam and Eve everything necessary. Man, they were blessed. Man, they had God's eye. They were the apple of God's eye, but they chose to listen to a slithery little snake. And they, they couldn't do it, and God was upset because of the sin and all the sickness and all the things that began to take over the world. That you read through Genesis chapter 6 through 9, that, that it gets really, really bad, and so God's preparation and his planning to destroy what he's created, created because it became so sinful, really because Satan had been given rule and reign. And he had to get it stopped. And so we know the story that, that again, Noah and his family were given the same instructions. Did, did we ever catch that before, that, that Noah and his family were given the same instructions? After the flood and they were coming out of the boat, God said to them, and you be fruitful and multiply, increase greatly on the earth and multiply in it. Genesis 9, 7. And so we see this pattern that God wants to, the people that is blessed by him, he wants them to take control of their lives and, and, and the things around them. And to take these, this authority, this, uh, this uh, dominion to, to, to subdue and to, to control their lives. But we see that that really never, never was fulfilled until Jesus. Jesus was the first one to accomplish walking in God's authority, recognizing that he was blessed and he multiplied in that. And he subdued, he took possession, and he took dominion over God's creation. Jesus did it. Jesus accomplished it. But, but something I want to really get us to get a hold of today is, is I was talking about the physical side and the spiritual side. Well, did you realize that Jesus went about a little bit differently? Uh, Jesus walked on the earth 33 years having no wife to bear children, and as a Jew, Jesus was raised according to the Jewish laws and customs, Galatians 4.4 tells us. And he fulfilled the law of God perfectly, Matthew 5.17 says. 
However, Jesus was not physically fruitful, nor did he multiply physically. Did you ever think about that? He didn't have kids. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. That's part of the plan. But where Jesus multiplied was spiritually. He took the blessings of God and he subdued, took possession, and multiplied spiritually. Man, we ought to be shouting hallelujah right now. He took it. And he made it possible for us. By simply following him, you know, by simply saying and confessing Jesus our Lord, you're blessed. You have the blessing of God upon your life when you confess and believe him. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Man, that's the power of the authority. And he showed us how to operate in this spiritual and physical realm. And he said all we needed to do, Matthew 6, 33, was to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Again, subduing, taking authority, multiplying in the things of God. Jesus said to his disciples, and he says to us, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So then Jesus calls the believer to follow him and to be blessed, to multiply, subdue, take possession of your land, and have dominion over your life. Take spiritual authority and follow him. Matthew 4.19 says, And he said to them, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He's going to help us. As John 14, 26 said, he's going to give us the Holy Spirit to teach us and remind us of all things. He is going to help us walk in this. We can be spiritually fruitful and multiply God's kingdom in our lives. We can be physically fruitful and multiply God's kingdom in our lives. Matthew 28, 19 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the earth. The Lord really dumped something on me this morning, and I made a note at the end of my notes. I think I'm going to share it now if I can find it. I heard in a Bible study this last week that Satan is on a leash. And I wasn't sure about that. So I text Jim and Joe and just said, Satan's on a leash. You ought to see what they text me back. Because they're like, what do you mean, pastor? I just wanted to hear what they had to say. And I've just been meditating on this. And, and I believe this morning God showed me that, what he was trying to say through this. God controls the leash. Jesus controls the leash. Satan is under his feet. God gave that authority to Adam and Eve. They just didn't take it. God gave that authority to most people in their life. They just didn't take it. 
Like Adam and Eve, instead of taking it, they were deceived by a filthy, nasty snake. And we laugh at them and say, how could they be, be so foolish? But yet, I, in my own life, I see foolishness deceiving me away from the things of God. And that's why we got to stay close to Jesus and walk in that authority. You see, Jesus took back that authority, and, and that's why I love about the scripture that, that Jesus was first prophesied about in Genesis 3.15, through the cross and through the authority, Jesus took back God's creation. Genesis 3.15, I will put enmity between you and the woman, meaning Satan and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring, and he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his, his heel. Satan is under the feet of this coming prophet, Jesus. And we see Jesus, and we're able to, to understand that Jesus took that authority. So when we're believers and, and we're children of God, James tells us when we submit ourselves, therefore, to God, James what? Anybody tell me? James 5, 7, is that right? 3, 7. 4, 7, thank you. Somebody corrected me. That's, that is right. But submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he has to flee. No choice. But you submit to the blessing and the authority that Jesus gives us, and that is God, the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. And so the only teeth Satan has to sink into us is the teeth we allow him to sink in us. Do you get that today? The only authority that Satan has in our life is what we give him. That's why 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Man, he looks for the weak. He looks for the ones that, that aren't centered in on the Lord. The ones that don't realize that they're blessed and, and Jesus has authority in their life. That's who he's looking for so he can sink his teeth in because they don't know who God is like they ought to. So when I say Satan's in on a leash, we're the ones that let him off the leash. Something to think about. If you don't agree with me, that's okay. We're just talking. But Jesus calls the believer to follow him and to be blessed, multiply, subdue, take possession of their life, their land, and have dominion, authority over God's creation. So when I think about that, what does that look like? You know, uh, uh, are we, you know, how did this, how this all start out? How did Kent do in 2023? You know, how did Oakton do in, in 2023 as a church to multiply, to, to take this, this, this blessing that God has given us and multiply it, subdue, and take dominion over it. How, how did we do as a church? And so that's what I wanted to do now, is I wanted to kind of look back at last year, and then I'm going to close out with some things that I'd like for us to look at this year.
So the first thing I wanted to, to talk about was things that God accomplished in our body here at Oakton. And again, I don't say this to lift me up. I don't say this to lift you up. Uh, it's a blessing. God has blessed Oakton, but in the end, it's because of God we celebrate these things. So don't think you're all that because you are because of Jesus, but remember Jesus. So how did we do? Well, uh, uh, slide nine says uh, we had 49 salvations last year. Uh, I think I told you last week 51, but, but we got it. The, the, we're dinner year in books. And so there's some more accurate. I told you 24 baptisms last year. We actually had 25. We took in 185 members in 2023. We multiplied church worship from 348 to 358, so we gained 10 people on an average a week. Uh, Sunday school, guys, we're down in Sunday school three. And that concerns me because we need more than Sunday service. We need Sunday school. We need care groups. We need our own Bible time. I look back at how God multiplied in, in that debt of buyout and that debt of, of paying off our, our loans. When it started, it was 975000 and and we're debt-free today. Praise the Lord. Yeah, giving praise. I want you guys to do that on salvations and baptisms. And that's okay. We need to celebrate. On the extended ministry that we were pushing for year end, because we're, we're behind on some things, and, and our goal was 10000 We raised $12,873 <coughs> to close out the year. Some things that we do as a church, and these were approved by our mission team. Slide 12, uh, multiplication monthly mission commitments. And, and we see behind me that, that these are, are monthly commitments that we pay towards missions. So if you put money in the offering, uh, 10% of that money that goes in the offering goes straight to, to missions. We tithe it, in other words. So we tithe the offerings, and this is what we're doing with it. Um, so the Albanian missions with Elvis and Beta, I didn't get a lot of pictures on them because they were just here, but we, we guys, we pay their salary. Uh, they're, they're, to be honest with you, they're just like an Oakton pastor because Beta told me we're the only ones that really give towards their salary. Maybe a few others. Lamar Area Christian Ministries in Lamar, we give 200 a month. Life Choices, 150 a month. Mission Scholarship, 100 a month, which means if you've never been on a mission trip, uh, you can get a, a, a mission uh, uh, scholarship up to uh, $600, I believe, maybe $800. And we want you to get out there the first time. Once you go once, you don't need the money. You'll figure out a way to get it. Then we support Grace United, slide 13, $250 a month, and we did a VBS up there every year, and we're going again this year. It's already on the calendar. Love for you to join us. Man, we lead people to Christ like you wouldn't believe up there. Awesome time. Slide 14, the librarian teacher's salaries is 500 a month. So uh, this school, this school 
most of the monies that built this school came from individuals in this church or this church. And so you see a school in the middle of Liberia in Disco Hill there, and I think I put that information behind me of where it's at and stuff. Then we give $100 a month to Altine and Otta, side 15. So again, how are we doing? You know, God has blessed us. And we must multiply, subdue, take possession, and have dominion. And we see that through these missions and different things. The next few things I'm going to go over is... is, uh, uh, spendable monies, which means maybe extra from that 10%, or monies that went through the church to go to certain things. And, and guys, keep in mind, uh, I'm not covering a lot of things we could cover. I'm not even talking about the day-to-day. We got children's shirts going on now. We got youth stuff. I'm not even going to get into a lot of that because you're familiar with it mainly. But, but $4,000 went to the church plant in, in uh, Life Mission or Life Bible Mission Church in Liberia, and we sent a team over, and, and I believe that is um, slide 17 or 18, both of them slides actually. 17 is a picture of the, the actual revival going on. Guys, I can tell you stories from that, that week and them revivals each night. And so get with me, and if you don't know, here's some mighty moves of the Holy Spirit, get with me. Um, then pastors, a, a demon had manifested in a, in a person and a pastor, this had been probably a few months before we were there, but a pastor went over to lay hands on her and he fell dead with a heart attack. So most of the pastors were scared to death to even lay hands on anybody that they thought was demon possessed. And we spent a lot of time saying to them, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, meaning we're blessed we can multiply, we can subdue, take possession. We have dominion over this. The next slide, 18, is, is uh, during the day, we weren't even anticipating children, but they just come out everywhere. We weren't even looking to do children's ministry. And Jeremy, that's what we did. <laughs> Hundreds of kids coming out. $1,000 was given to Ethiopian missions through the Global Methodist Church. $1,000 was given to Heartland Global Methodist Ministries. Above our other giving, this is extra. Slide 19, uh, $3,000 was given to Altine and, and their ministry. They've uh, entered into a new uh, worship center and they got a higher monthly rate. Slide 20 is 2000 went to Willie Parker Great Family Academy in Monrovia, Liberia. And we went and saw this school, but, but Oakland's kind of getting a heart for it. And, and Brother uh, Willie Parker's an awesome guy, and, and I think he's even got other monies from individuals, but outside of this two, Graham. 21 is Reverend Jerry Kula, again, the, the pastor that oversees the school and these other things. Um, or excuse me, I'm wrong, that, that's wrong. David and Lucy, that's slide 22. We gave a 1,002. But slide 21, uh, Jerry, Reverend Jerry Kula, we gave $1,500 to. And, and uh, the Bowie County 
in Liberia and to build a bridge so that they could get into this village. Then again, 22's Dave and Lucy. We just give them a thousand and said, whatever you want to do with it. We allow 2,000 for the team going to Brazil at the end of this month and we'll pray for them and send them out probably in the next couple of weeks. We give $250 to Eric England through for the FCA works that's going on in our community. And then we give $1,000 to the Evangelical Free Church Academy in Monrovia. And that's another one tied to Dave and Lucy. And, and JoJo knows that girl on the right there. And you're, I'll be your right. But, but, but we ministered to her four years ago, or JoJo did. And I got to see her four years later and she's grown up. Woman of, one of God, still in school. Slide 24 is uh, other multi, multiplied celebrations. Uh, you guys that sent me, young families, babies staying local. Man, we got babies everywhere. And young, and young adults staying local. Man, that's so awesome. Uh, children's curriculum on all campuses. We're, we're jiving together, Spanish, English, all of us. We went to CYI in March, Tulsa with the children we did an equip conference for you parents. June, uh, Oakton hosted that with the Ministerial Alliance. FCA, uh, Joe's really tearing it up. Pastor Joe, man, he's in Liberal, Golden City, Lockwood, Carthage, and, and so into Jasper. I think they're, maybe I'm speaking too quick. We're talking about running the bus. And it's almost there. And bringing kids from Jasper into church. Uh, man, God's on the move doing men's overnight Jeep runs and one camp with our children and, and youth. Man, we've multiplied the praise team. Good grief, Joel. You got praise people everywhere. Thank the Lord for that. Strong men's conference, women's conferences. I think we've had two or three. And then last week, Oakton's Festival of Nations down at Carthage is also so awesome. But, but that's looking back. And, and, and again, we need to look ahead and I was praying about that. God, you know, I pray that we accomplish what you do, but Lord, I want to do nothing in myself. Really, I don't want to do anything I just mentioned to you guys, or we shouldn't want to do it if God isn't behind it. And so we need to pray for 2024. God, how do you want to multiply? It already told you the mission team, they already got together and they prayed over that designated giving for next year for 2024 and, and they put thought into it and they've agreed and I've got a plan of action for 2024. But what about us as individuals? What about the rest of the church in our specific areas? And so the first thing I put on there, number one, how can we multiply ourselves? You know, as a church, as individuals, and that's our multiply our personal time with God. We need to get alone with Jesus more than ever. You know, we need those, I don't like using that word, but, but two dead months. Guys, I tell you, when it starts snowing the other day, I want it to snow 10 inches so I don't have to do anything. I want some time to reflect and just spend with the Lord. And I believe we need to make that time. So I challenge you to do that as individuals this year. A time for you to be ministered to by the Lord above all things. Take care of yourself first so that you can be effective for the Lord. I'm talking in Bible study and, and different things. I can get misquoted on that. He just said, look better for yourself over everybody else. 
Your spiritual life is most important, your relationship with Jesus. It goes God, then your spouse, then your children, then I believe your church, then everything else after that, however you want to organize it. But either way, that's your idea, your thoughts can do whatever. But I want to challenge you guys. I've been looking at Bible plans and, and uh, um, Letitia and Harvey gave me an idea. And I've been doing Bible recap and I want to challenge you as a church to do Bible recap. Let's multiply as a church and do this chronological study together. Last year, we did a different one. Well, this is the one that I've already started and then you can catch up. But it's pretty good so far and I've been pretty impressed with it. So I want to challenge you again as a church, take a picture of that, but Bible recap. And some of you have already jumped on board with me, I've noticed through some different things. <laughs> One of you just texted me, don't be praying for 10 inches of snow. Well, obviously that guy works for the State Department, so <laughs> I like my online people. Thanks for watching, Bryce. Uh, multiply our small groups. Jeremiah 23, I, I will set shepherds, little less, over them who will care for them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall any be missing, declares the Lord. I think Oakland does an awesome job of saving people. We need to do an awesome job of, of, of taking care of them, discipling them. And we're working on that. We've got some neat things going on in our small groups. Uh, we've had seven people respond back to me. They're feeling maybe a call into the ministry and what's that look like. And so we're, we're building and discipling within and we need to continue to, to raise up little shepherds to minister in Sunday school. But guys, you need to go to Sunday school. You need to go to Wednesday nights. You need to be involved in small groups. Slide 27, multiplier outreach. Just build commodes. I didn't catch that until you started laughing. But a small group came to me and said, Pastor, we would like to do a third Thursday in Golden City and just feed the people. But how can we multiply in different ways of outreach? This is something that's kind of new, third Thursdays. How can we multiply? We talked to you about things we're already doing, but what about your own life? Have you led somebody to Christ this year? Man, you're blessed. You've got the cure to death. Multiply. Take dominion over somebody going to hell. That devil is directing them and, and begin to speak life into them and pray for them. I've been praying, Lord, that years ago or a couple years ago, we were bleeding for 100 salvations and we did it. But I don't want to just throw a number out there, but how many people would the Lord have us bring to Christ? And I think the Lord would respond back to us as many as you can. Don't put a number on it. It should be in the thousands. I put multiply through the GMC. We're looking into that affiliation and a part of that affiliation. Next Sunday, come out and be a part of that. Next Saturday, uh, guys, if you love your pastor, come out between one and three. You see how I put that heavy on you? If you love me, you'll come next Saturday from one to three. Actually, it's one to 2.30. And if you love me, you'll be at church Sunday to support this guy. 
My wife uses that on me. No, I'm kidding. I love you, baby. I love you, baby. But, but guys, help me, because there's churches out there that are seeking some help and direction. And, and I've got these. If you are connected to or know of a church that, that's looking for a home uh, with like-minded people like you and I, uh, take this to them. i got several of these up here. be honest with you, I've talked to lots of church pastors and churches around the community, but, but they don't want to hear it from a pastor. They want to hear it from laity. And so I need you to help me promote this next week. But we're having the Southwest District meeting in the morning with all the pastors. But in the afternoon, uh, Jeremiah, or, um, um, that guy behind me, Jordan, is going to be here, the present pro tem, and he's going to speak and answer some questions. Then 29, we've been talking about an additional worship service. Looks like we've got some holes today, but the last couple of weeks, we've been full. And so we're looking at another worship service, and, and to be honest with you, on the app, by the way, you can follow along on the Oakton app. There's My sermon notes are there now. But, but on our push notifications, it's really pushed up at 78% that you guys want a Wednesday night worship service. And that's kind of surprised me out of all the choices. So we're, we're looking at an additional worship service. So be praying about that. But I close out with the last thing today. Uh, all these cost money. How can God use you to multiply our finances at Oakton through your giving? How can God use you? You guys saw all the ministry that we're doing. And guys, we could be doing a lot, lot more. And I don't mean to be negative, but even after the extended ministry and all the things we did at year end, we finished 2023, $2,388 in designated funds, which meaning we had to use designated funds to pay a couple of things. And we don't need to be there. There's no reason to be there. Man, we're debt free now. The apportionments are gone. $67,000, almost $70,000 in apportionments are cut in half, almost 60% no matter what. And I don't mean that to browbeat you because, to be honest with you, uh, the Lord's kicked me to, to put up a little bit, and I have. So I can say it now. But we need to be appreciative. You know, we clap most over being debt-free. But we need to be clapping about being able to cover everything God's calls us to do. So if the praise team wants to come forward, that's what I have for you today. But how can we multiply in 2023? In other words, Jesus calls us to follow him, to be blessed. We're blessed. Children of God, you're blessed. Say it, I'm blessed. If you're a child of God, say it, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Let's multiply. Let's subdue. Take possession of the land. 
Man, if you're getting your tail whooped around, it's time to take possession. You have dominion over the enemy in Jesus' name. I was asking, Father, are you pleased with me? When I've examined myself lately, or have you grieved over some things I've done? And I've asked the Lord to, to, to work on me on that. And, and to be honest with you guys, we don't like hearing that, but the Lord has grieved over some things I've done in my life. And I'm looking at that. We see that God grieved over his creation and he regretted that he even created them. And Genesis 9, 6 says, so I'm not out of order here, but our world teaches us that we do whatever we want to do. We're, we're saved. We can go do whatever we want to do. When, when guys, God regrets that you're not working in power and authority in your life. He regrets it when, when you're getting your tail whooped. Not because of him, but because he loves you. When I look at my children, I grieve sometimes because I know the potential God has for them is awesome. And they're not operating in it the way they could. And so I say that as a loving father for my children. And so I push my children. But I do grieve when my children aren't doing what God's called them to do. And that's what I'm talking about. I believe God grieves when he sees us walking in pain, when he sees us defeated, when he sees us not taking dominion over our life because he loves us. And we got to get a hold of that. God's not a browbeating God. God's a God that cares. He sent his own son for us because he grieved that we couldn't be with him. And so he sent Jesus to die so that nothing would keep us from him. And nothing can keep you from him but yourself. So take dominion over your life. And there's things that I'm going to try to crane up in my life. And I'm going to celebrate the things that God told me to celebrate. But I want to be in that relationship with the Lord and so I challenge you today to take this month of January and at the end of the month, I'm going to say, what is your New Year's resolution for yourself? And, and what is God's New Year's resolution as a body? And those things that maybe God grieves over in our life, we're going to turn completely to Him. And that's between you and God. I'm not here to tell you what to do. The Holy Spirit will do that. Well, let's honestly press into this relationship because we're blessed. We're blessed. Let's stand to your feet today. All this starts through salvation. If you're here today and you're not saved, man, get saved. Man, when you get saved, that puts you in position with God. Man, that puts you in that place of blessings. Follow me, salvation. Pushes you as blessed. Gives you the authority to multiply, subdue, possess the land, and to have dominion over your life. So salvation is the first thing. Second thing is, what does we as individuals need to look at in our lives? And these altars will be open today for you to come pray. 
If you need to get saved, I want you to come to me. If I get taken up with somebody, praise God, then Joe or Jim will come up. Like Giselle's in Children's Church. So, but come to these altars today. And we'll seek him and start off today by seeking him. So Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit reminds us of all things and teaches us all things. We started the service out that way. And Father, minister to us, Lord. Father, let us all know what, what grieves you and let it grieve us. And let, it get, let us get it out of our life because, Father, we know it'll make us better. It'll draw us closer to you. Not that you keep yourself from us, but, but, but when we feel shame and we feel naked, we hide like Adam and Eve did. And, and Lord, you're calling out and we're hiding. So Lord, those things that cause us to hide from you, let us get them out of the way so that we can run to you and allow you to embrace us. And allow you to love on us. And allow you to, to foster into us the care and the, the love that you so much want to put in us. And Father, I guess, again, ask that we feel your love more than anything. In Jesus' name, amen.